0: And welcome to this week's Sports Girls podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. And after a long season, this is our penultimate show. Our guest this week is Treaty United goalkeeper Tricia Fennelly-Hunt. And we'll start with the results from the weekend and in the Women's National League. Athlone Town had a fine 2-0 win over Shelburne. Pmount United defeated Sligo Rovers 2-0. Cork City beat Galway 1-0. Leaders Wexford Youths opened up a four-point lead at the top with a 3-0 win over Treaty United. Across the water, Saoirse Noonan scored twice for Durham against Blackburn Rovers in the Women's Championship. I'm delighted to have Trisha Fenley Hunt as my guest this week. Trisha is currently playing in the Women's National League for Treaty United, while her husband Paul plays for League of Ireland side Cove Ramblers, as well as playing soccer. She is mum to Annabelle and works in her brother's gym Urban Fitness. Trisha Fennelly-Hunt. We'll use the, the proper title for you. You're a goalkeeper. Your brother is a goalkeeper. And you ended up marrying a goalkeeper?
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. A bit ironic, it
0: Actually, was probably through Anthony with Longford Town that you met Paul.
1: No, not really. Um, I suppose it just, it just happened, like, over Twitter. I was actually playing a match in extra time. Just retweeted something and Paul actually followed me on Twitter. And we just kind of got talking from there. And I suppose it just... Things just progressed then from there on.
0: Oh, I thought it was because of the Longford Town connection.
1: No, <laughs> not to do it at all. Just, just by chance, or years
0: old. So, is he a keeper?
1: <laughs> well, some days when he cleans up after himself, he is, yeah.
0: And how is it? Because obviously you're with Treaty United. Paul now is back with Cove Ramblers. What's it like in your house, a typical week, a day of a match?
1: Do you know what's tough going, I suppose? Um, we're lucky enough that like Paul trains on um, Monday, Wednesday and he'll play on a Friday. And then I'll train a Tuesday, Thursday and then we play on a Saturday. So it kind of works out OK for us. No, I suppose it leaves very little time for us to spend time together. We kind of get a Sunday together because between work and then obviously me travelling on a Tuesday and Thursday and him travelling on a Friday. And um, but yeah, we're lucky enough. It works so fine, and we kind of both understand. I suppose the level of commitment that comes with it. So yeah, it, it works so fine for us.
0: Yeah, because when you started going out with Paul, he was with Longford Town and you were based in Cork.
1: Yeah, um, I, well, he was with Longford yeah. He was still living in Kildare, but I was playing kind at of Cork at the time as well. So, um, even kind of on weekends, it was kind of tough enough to see each other because, like, uh, Longford played on a Saturday mm. most nights, and we played on a Sunday. So, but yeah, yeah, he was Longford, and I was Cork, but we just they say made it work
0: well obviously you made it work because you're now married and you've got a, a little girl
1: yeah annabelle now she'll be three now in december so time flies
0: growing up was it because your brother anthony was a keeper that you wanted to be one or that you don't want to be one because it was something that you wanted to do
1: but you know what now i suppose growing up like football was always a huge part of my life obviously because of, of anthony playing like we were just a big sporting family anyway like my, my brother played like he played hurling for Cork, and we were always involved in sports. But like I used to always be going to all the League of Ireland games. Obviously, going to watch Anthony play, and I just kind of fell into the, the routine of it. And um, I was actually Anthony was playing at Limerick at the time. I think, and there was at a game, and there was one of the lad's parents was there, and she was involved with uh, club in Cork at the time, Douglas Hall. And she just said to me, "Look, why don't you come out?" and, you know, and, and give it a try. And I suppose just because he was a goalkeeper, I fell into that pattern and, and I kind of worked out, and to be fair, and it was awful outfield, so probably have <laughs> been
0: better to be in there. I used that, I played in goals underage, and I kind of was thinking, yeah, there was no other place but it was something that I, I always wanted to do. It was just, but then I was told you have to be mad to be a goalkeeper. So,
1: yeah, you know, and I suppose, you know, it, it's a tough enough position. Like, you you kind of have to have a thick skin. Yeah. And um, because obviously, like, like, you've been around the game long enough yourself, you know, like, like when a goalkeeper makes a mistake, like, nine times out of ten, it's going to end up at the back of the net. So, yeah. you know, you're kind of just lying there thinking, please, Lord, let the ground open up and swallow me. But I suppose, you know, you just, as you gain more experience, you just, learn to deal with it you just have to get up and get on with it
0: you know I remember when Anthony was with Longford and he was telling me just about or even before he was telling me about his sister you know she was going to be a cracking keeper she had it all and you've actually now made a career in the League of Ireland out of it
1: yeah you know um, I suppose it wasn't something I expected when I started like I I, I actually started playing really late I didn't start playing until I was 18 which is late in terms compared to what some of the girls will be playing at and like my first year playing I was called into the the Cork squad, and then I went into the Gainer Cup. From there, it all happened really quick, and then like literally within that year, I was up with the Irish under nineteen. So it all happened very unexpectedly and so quick. But I just the minute I started, I just knew it was for me. Like every other kind of sport was just put aside that I was playing. And I just concentrate on that. And then, obviously, having Anthony, you know, playing at such a high level and able to, you know, give a little tips and whatnot to help you progress your game obviously helps me. And um, I was lucky enough growing up to have, like, a couple of some decent coaches that I worked with as well. Um, Like, even on the gainer, I was was working with Declan McIntyre for the whole of that tournament. And it was really, really good to deal with, you know, and very experienced. So, um, I just, I suppose it was luck, really.
0: Well, I wouldn't say luck as such because... uh... You, you normally have to earn your luck, so the fact that you had a talent in itself, it was probably easy for them to coach you.
1: Um, you know, I suppose I was lucky enough to be blessed with height anyway, <laughs> especially for a girl. Like, like a lot of people would say, I'm pretty tall for a girl. But like, I had played a lot of, like a lot of kimono and stuff like that growing up, so I suppose that helps to it. The hand-eye coordination, and, and I suppose you just find something that really suits you, and, and that you have a bit of a talent for. And I was lucky enough that being on goal suited me and that I was able to have such a long career and to be still going. So a lot of people thought after I had Annabelle that that might be the end of it, you know. But as they say, Paul kind of would push me and say, like, you know, you still have the time, you still have the talent, so why not continue as long as you can?
0: Isn't it amazing how much sport has evolved in the last couple of years when you look at Gaelic football and soccer that a lot of players like yourself can go off. You can have careers. You can have a baby, become a parent, and just go back and play the game.
1: Yeah, um, I, I suppose times are changing now. Like you know, people have you know they they understand more what they need to do. Like to, we say to get the fitness levels back and regard like that sort of stuff. And and like I'm lucky enough as well. My parents like they're really good to to myself and Paul. Like obviously, like my mum and dad are based in Cork. Yeah. Paul's mum and dad are based in Kildare. So. Like, for us, to make it work, we're lucky that my mum and dad help us out with Annabelle so much because, obviously, you know, with the commitment, like, even sometimes there, like, like as you say, Longford play on a Saturday. I've been playing on a Saturday and Paul would have to travel to Longford on a Saturday. So, for us, then, we need somebody to watch Annabelle. But we're lucky that, you know, obviously, both of the parents, they've they've seen that we've grown up playing the game and the love that we have for it. and, And they help us out. And then, obviously, the clubs, like especially for me after going back after having a baby. Like, I signed back with Galway, which, as again, was very unexpected. I just got a phone call off the Galway manager asking me would I be interested in signing. And I had no... I wasn't going to go back playing. So, like, I obviously went back. I wasn't fit. They really helped me to kind of basically get my fitness levels back up and, and get back into a routine and get back playing.
0: Yeah, because when Gaelic footballers go back playing football, they're playing for their club or they're playing for the county, so they're in one area, or maybe they're living in Dublin and have to travel. Whereas, yeah, you were based in Cork, but when you went back playing football, you obviously were in Galway first, and the amount of mileage you were at for a time, like, you really did some amount of driving around this country.
1: Yeah, um, yeah I did, but, you know... For me, I knew, like, I knew I still had it in me to play. And, like, it was something that, like, obviously when the phone call came, you know, when you still have that itch because, like, you're not there saying, no, no, that's it for me. Like, like, the minute he said it, it's kind of like, okay, I do want this. So, obviously... It takes a lot of traveling, you know. I was it was up in Galway and then both for a little bit, but they just you know they, they obviously they just didn't work out for me. Like I wasn't getting the game time. Mm. Whereas that treaty you now, luckily enough, like obviously it's it's been myself and Michaela were basically playing like every second game, every third game, kind of fighting it out for the number one spot. But like I'm lucky enough now to be getting regular game time, and I'm kind of feeling now that I'm just I'm only just getting back to where. I can be because I am getting regular games. Do you know what I mean?
0: That's exactly it. Because especially for a keeper and a keeper and a striker or, or a keeper and a forward, they're the positions that those running games do help with your confidence.
1: Yeah, big time. You know, as I say, like like we were kind of started the season. It was like Michaela play a game, I play a game, and and you know it was obviously very hard because like obviously it's been a, a tough season for us at Treaty, Like they're a very very young squad, so. A lot of the girls, it's their first year actually playing National League and, like, they're the bones of 16, 17. So, obviously, you're going in against girls who, who might be in the league a lot longer and we were obviously losing and conceding. And then, so, like, you're going in for one game and then coming back out and then going in. And, come, and it was just really hard to build that confidence and build that sharpness. So, like, I can see now even just getting the run again, game that, you know, you're getting more confident as each game goes on.
0: For you... You're a proud Cork person, so to get the chance to play for Cork City Women's team must have been a great achievement.
1: Yeah, um, obviously you know I, I played there for six seasons and absolutely loved every minute of my time there. I mean, some of some of my best friends are, are still playing there. So, yeah, obviously I took great pride in that, and you know obviously I captained the side a couple of times, and it meant a lot to me, but you know, the time comes where you have to kind of, an opportunity comes and you have to move on. But yeah, it, it was fantastic and it will be something that will always stick in my mind. And hopefully my career comes to a finish that maybe I can go, maybe coaching and down the, long, the lines help out maybe a course with the younger age.
0: You were on about, you know, Treaty United and it's great to see Treaty in the league, but over the last number of years, hasn't it been great to see the league expanding?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can see there, like, um, the amount of teams that have come in, like, like, let's say, Athlone now, Sligo, for instance, um, you know, it, it's just getting bigger and bigger. And even with the, the introduction then of the 19s and the 17s and all the, like, the likes of Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk are putting teams in, like, you know, it really is going to make the league really big. Um, at the years going so it's for me it's it's fantastic to see like I started playing the Women's National League in 2012 and it was literally so new and nobody knew about it like I remember being <laughs> I remember being at the FA Cup Final in the Aviva and Cork City were playing the women's and they, there was men behind me saying they, they didn't even know there was a Women's National League they didn't know car so they had a women's team that is you know so it's crazy like to see now how much coverage the women's game is actually getting how it's progressed and even like you look at some of the games there the crowds it's, it's just getting bigger and bigger which is fantastic to see and obviously fantastic to be part of especially seeing where it came from
0: that's it you know the women's game when you started out wouldn't have been you know that huge even across the or i was america would have been leading the way so for heroes Obviously, Anthony would have to put him in there. But what goalkeeper did you want to be like when you were standing between those goals?
1: I suppose, you know, I always looked up to Emma Byrne. Might be a bit cliche, but obviously, you know, my thing as a younger player was I always wanted to represent my country. So, like, she was who I would have looked up to and, and just, you know, I would have watched her play and loved watching her play every time, you know, every chance I could. And then, like, I've been lucky enough, as they say, to... To grow up around the League of Ireland So like I, I've, I've watched a lot of goalkeepers And I found as I progressed more up the league As the years went on As I was playing more and more National League football I started to watch goalkeepers more And just you know look at their starting positions yes. Or where they come for crosses and stuff like that And it, it helps like being around the game Because you can look at these things And you can kind of go right will this work for me or won't that and then, obviously, when I was at Cork for a season, Paul actually coached me. And, I like, we used to kill each other. We really <laughs> kill each other now. But, <laughs> but, you know, he did progress me a lot because, like, he was able like, he nitpicked. He was able to pick at these things. And, and then, obviously, like, when I went back to him with Galloway to get myself back fit, I was doing sessions with Anthony. And, like, I obviously he just crewed.
0: He's just cruel to be kind. You know, that kind of way. God love you. The husband once and then the brother. <laughs> yeah, I have no escape. How did you survive? Do you know
1: what? Uh, if it was for me, they knew I wanted this. Yeah. So I literally would just, as much as I might feel like I'd kill the two of them, I knew what they were doing was what I needed. So I might say a few words under my breath, but <laughs> when I look at my game now and how much I've progressed since when I started as a goalkeeper. I can understand what they were saying and why they were saying it so like I can't really say much because they did help progress me a lot
0: Speaking of wanting to kill Paul he's a United fan you're a Liverpool fan I remember when he put a jersey on Annabelle I just thought that was cruel Oh
1: yeah I I think she was literally about three days old and he arrived back with a Man United jersey it was nearly divorced there and then (laughs) Um, but when Man United and Liverpool play we just kind of take care of each other for the day because someone will get killed.
0: Because I know that both of you will be passionate. And what's it like now if Cork were playing Kildare? Not as bad. Uh,
1: it's not as bad, but he's still like you know. If Kildare be Cork, I still wouldn't hear the end of it. You know that kind of way. But it's more um more the foot the the football that we kind of uh might argue over.
0: <laughs> Do you have little bets over who's going to keep the most clean sheets or anything like that?
1: No, we actually don't. Like Paul is very kind of like Paul would set a goal when he's playing, so he Mm. might set however many clean sheets. Yeah. But he doesn't tell. So like he would say to me like at the end of the season or whatever like I had a goal of so many clean sheets, but he won't tell you at the start of the season what that goal is. You know he kind of keeps them to himself. Yes. You know he's uh, he's that kind of way. But like yeah, like we'd be very supportive of each other, obviously.
0: I know you have to, and as you said, you know, but that position as well, it can get you down. I used to always say to people, I'd be part of the goalkeepers' union, it is the last line of defence. But as you said, if you make a mistake, it nearly always leads to a goal.
1: Oh, 100%. That's the thing about it, you know, it's a hard, hard position. And we laugh actually because, obviously, Annabelle, she's really, really tall for her age. And everyone is saying, oh, you know, she'll be a fantastic goalkeeper. And the two of us just are like, no she's not playing on goals. But she can be a centre-half or a striker but she's not playing on goals. That's a tough position to play in and, you know, sometimes I would look back and say, oh my God, I wish i played outfield." But then, when I look back at the years that I have been playing, I think to myself, yeah, you know, you're only saying that because it's nice to look back and see what you've done, you know what I mean, what you've achieved.
0: That's it. You were on about playing other sports and do you think, you know, playing the Camogie, playing Getty football and that, that they helped you With your soccer?
1: Um, I suppose growing up, like, we always, as a family, as I said, we were very sporty. So we always had a competitive streak. You know, like, I played camogie from a young age. And then when the the chance to play football came along, I enjoyed my other sports. But I loved playing football. There was a difference, you know, that kind of way. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew, like, especially when I was called up in the Irish on the 19th, like, I knew if I wanted to progress, I would have to put all my efforts into just one so the others had to go.
0: And it was um, the one you enjoyed the most?
1: Yeah, it was the one I enjoyed the most. Like like I even um I think it was two thousand eighteen before I actually signed back at Limerick. I played a year with the Cork the Senior Footballers. I played the league yeah. and obviously like fantastic setup and loved every minute of it. But when the opportunity came to sign for Limerick, I went down I trained and I just knew it's it's just where I wanted to be you know I didn't have the same passion for the Gaelic football as what I had for the soccer like
0: Yeah so. and a lot of people are doing that and when they get the opportunity it's like young Erica O'Shea now went from Cork over to play AFLW and then you look at Saoirse Noon and look at her now she's playing over in England at the moment
1: I think it's if you like if you want to progress your career so for the likes of Saoirse now like obviously like I mean she was a force be reckoned with like with the Cork Gaelic football It's a huge loss to them but like She knew in her mind, I'm assuming, that she wanted to make the Irish senior team and she wanted to go to England. So the only way to do it is just put all your eggs into one basket, really, and just
0: go for broke. You mentioned coaching and you've already started on the road. Is that something that you want to do when you retire?
1: Yeah, obviously, um, you know, like I'm looking at myself now, obviously, getting older and my love for the game, I obviously want to getting into, into coaching so I've done my UEFA B my, my UP and I did my goalkeeping my UEFA goalkeeping badge um, but I just got my qualification this year for me I probably would like to go down the goalkeeping route so that's why I wanted to do my goalkeeping badges because obviously that's where I've played and where I know best on the pitch and um, but to do my outfield badge I really enjoyed that as well because you kind of start looking at the game from a different perspective and for me, that is the next step in my career would be to coach and I'm hoping that with my experience from all the years I've played in the National League that I can progress as a coach and and help the next generation, I
0: suppose so. When you look at the game now and look how women are coming to the fore now with coaching, isn't it great to see that there are opportunities for yourself that when you retire that you have a chance
1: yeah and they're really pushing the like the female side to get involved in the coaching as well like my u b was a women's only for for like my outfield u b was it was i think there was between 15 and 20 women on it and then my youth b was the same it was just female only which really encourages girls to to get out there and get involved in the culture, because some girls might not feel comfortable going into a room full of men, like with some of the badges. It is more male-oriented, and mm-hmm. that's something that is obviously changing as, as the time progresses. But um, it was just you could see, like there was even a couple of they're killing me now if they hear me, but, but older women who have been yeah. involved in the game for a long, long time, who you know wanted to to get their badges and just felt that doing the female only was a lot more of a comfortable zone for them. Yes. But they've gone on now and there's some of those girls, some of those women on their A licence and they're in which, like it's a mixed group. And it's just doing the female only gave them the confidence to actually think, well, do you know what, I can do this. And they're able to move on then. And they go into the mixed group and they don't have a problem with it.
0: Isn't that great now how much things have changed? And I was actually going to bring on then to we were talking about how the league has expanded and then you look at the Euros and how that just, it caught everyone's imagination over in England and then more recently with the Irish team selling out Tala in what a matter of hours. Yeah,
1: I tried to get tickets myself for the game. Yeah. I, I had pre-orders, you know, the pre-sale yeah. and I literally, I was training in Limerick and myself and the girls were talking about going to the game and we went down that evening and all the tickets were gone and I only got the email that morning so it's, it's fantastic to see. Like it's great for women's
0: football. Would you look at it, about in the last year or so, with COVID and everything, I think people are more appreciative of sport and then they're more open-minded as well and they want to try new things. And I know people who wouldn't have watched even the ladies' football finals and someone sat down and they couldn't believe the quality of football. And then obviously with, with the ladies' football and someone said to me about Katie McCabe and I was like, yeah, and she's Irish. Yeah, it's,
1: you know... I think a lot of people are very surprised by the, the, the skill and talent that actually that is there. So, like you, when you get people, they go to games and they say, "God, oh, like, I can't believe that the standard is so high." But that's just how it's evolved over the years. And you have like people like who are involved in the game a long time who are getting involved in coaching. You know, there's better coaching, there's better facilities. It's just taken a lot more seriously. You know, you have even like just, just looking at the women's national league now and T G four like yeah. covering twelve of their games this season. When it started out it was I think it was four and this year they're they've covering twelve. So I mean that that's a, a fantastic opportunity for anyone to be able to say, you know, like a play and it was on T G four, you're looking away.
0: Or even to play in your your local grounds because I remember talking to Saoirse Noonan and she was saying that she was absolutely delighted to get a chance to play for Cork City at the Cross.
1: Yeah, you know, grow, growing up, like we were, like we we play our cup finals there. So when you played like local league, if you got to the cup final, your big day was in Turners Cross, and it meant the world. So to be able to actually step out in that pitch every week and play on it. It's an achievement in itself, and, and it's probably something that growing up from a young age is what you always wanted to do. So, like even for all the the women's national leagues, came out to be playing in the big stadium. So like the likes of Ball playing Daily Mount, like treaty men's and women's, like we, we play in Market Field, yeah. yeah, you know, like we we play Wexford this weekend, now we play in Friday Carriage, and then we have Sligo in two weeks, and we're playing at the Showgrounds. It's it's brilliant and great to see that like the men's and women's game is getting closer to being treated exactly yeah. the same
0: so it's nearly the end of both your season and Paul's season what's the off season like for the Hunts?
1: well we both have what five games left four or five games left so I think it'll just be just relax and spend a little bit of time with with Annabelle and you know obviously keep ourselves ticking over and fit and see what happens next year We don't, no one knows what's around the corner so It'll be interesting to see where we both end up next year, Will we be playing or
0: who knows. Yeah, that's it. It's, and it's, it's one of those things that you, you never know. There's there's that little bit of uncertainty, though, with the game.
1: Yeah, it's, you basically spend your whole work six, seven months of the year, if not longer, involved in the game. And then, so especially for the men's game, more so. Yeah. Um, like your, your contract is, they get certain amount of time and then they have the off season and, and the majority of the contracts now are one year contracts yeah. as well so nobody knows what's around the corner like there's, there's there's no stability that really like unless you're with one of the full time teams you don't really know what's happening even at if you're with a full time yeah. team you don't know what's happening um, so they say a lot of the contracts are only one year so there, there is that uncertainty
0: I suppose as well for yourself you're lucky that you have the job there we give it a plug Urban Fitness
1: Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I can't um, believe you, you didn't know, plug
1: it. You kill me. <laughs> um, no, you know, I, like you have to have like like I like I'm on part time as, as such, like so we're Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so and we don't we don't get paid, like the women's teams we don't get paid, so you have to have your full time job on top of it. But like I'm lucky enough with mine that I'm able to, to work it around it.
0: You have an understanding boss.
1: Well, sometimes <laughs> he's fine like because obviously he's played it and you know he knows the commitment and he knows the want for it so, so he, there's no issues there
0: so listen Tricia, thank you so much best of luck with Treaty for the rest of the season best of luck for himself Paul with Cove Rambers and hopefully I'll see you on a League of Ireland ground in the future yeah no problem thanks very much this weekend, it's the Women's FAI Cup semi-finals. Both these games are on Saturday. At 2pm, Shelburne take on Bohemians, while at 4pm, it's the meeting of Athlone Town and Wexford Youths. There are Irish players involved with the AFLW and there is plenty of Irish interest in the Women's Super League and Championship in England. While close to home, there are club matches in both Camogie and Ladies Football. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Medall Healthcare. So, until next week, some <laughs>